just got our next live talk and uh, got, got quite a few more questions come through to this evening. Um, quite exciting here at the moment. We've got our Young Horse Start Clinic on. We're halfway through. We've got the rest day tomorrow. So, um, yeah, we've got some interesting horses. Some, some aren't starts and some, some, um, uh, some are. But, yeah, they're, they're all coming along well. And, and yeah, so uh, but anyway, we've just got to uh, – I'm going to start. There's a question, uh, Amanda. You've got a couple of questions, but there's one, one that I actually didn't answer of yours um, that came up and, uh, a little earlier on, which, um, which was about, um, you know, your horse that you started here, uh, uh, Rusi, at the uh, young horse start and how she's getting a little uh, – you know, sort of strong in her thoughts when 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 you're riding her and, and she's not sort of taking on the idea of the rain, so she she, she gets something in her head and she's um, now with that question, Amanda. I'd say you know as as we've kind of sort of worked out, she's a fairly strong what we'd call a horizon mare, so she she gets a fairly strong intention, and you know you're saying that the reins, she's really leaning on the reins when when you try and break that intention, so. She's at a stage now, I think, that you could pretty well start to, because she's got that forward, you know, she's got really good forward on her and, she, and she's moving out. It's just it's, as soon as she goes, she's hooked on a destination that's somewhere else and she's not coming coming back so well. So I, I'd be at a stage, I'd probably sort of um, get her thoughts a little earlier, as in instead of sort of letting her, her walk and then go, okay, I need to get your thoughts, I'd probably start to sort of get them as soon as I walked off. So if you know, as soon as she starts to sort of leave, so you might ask her to walk off, and she sort of goes bang right. I'm on my mission. Um, I I pretty well reset her within a few strides, and then wait and then ask again um, until she she walks off with you a little more. So you could do a backup. You could do a turn. You know, you might find that the, that the backup might mightn't work so well in the turn wheel. Um, you know, maybe even she's at a stage that you can say, hey, I felt you leave on that those first two steps and just come in a little sooner and then when she comes back, just settle with her, sit on her again, ask for go and ask for go quite carefully. So you're saying, I want you to go with me, be thoughtful about it. And then when she leaves, and she'll probably do it within a few strides, reset her, get her thoughts back, say let's try again. Uh, and 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 maybe don't let her go so far and, and start to be a little careful when she walks off and in in a smaller area or, or you know before you get too far over the horizon, start to get her to pay a little bit more attention back to you. And um, another thing if you're riding her in the halter and she's really blocking you out is you could get back on the ground and do a bit of kind of one reining with her where you send her out in front and be a little bit more grounded as in she, she, she might sort of think that she can start to push through the halter and she's going to lean on it. So, so maybe what you want to do is send her out on a, on a, on a like long rope um, and then just ground yourself and, and kind of sit on the rope and she'll turn around and go, oh, gee, I couldn't really push through that that time. And then you'll send her out again and, and you might do that 10, 15, 20 times on, you know, on either side until she kind of sort of feels that rope take up and she goes, oh, the rope's not endless. And she might pay a little bit more 
uh, well, she might sort of take the rope a bit more seriously, which means she'll take that 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 rein a bit more seriously when you take that 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 lead and say, "I just want to reset you and take you around the corner." Um, when she gets to the end of it, so a couple of things like that might might help her. Uh, when you were sort of talking about the flag, I wasn't sure if you're actually riding with the flag or you were doing it on the ground and just bang that flag and reset her. Maybe. I don't think the flag, if it's, if it's riding that she's kind of leaning on the holder with, I wouldn't be using the flag so much. Um, I'd try and just get her to understand that, that that rope's not endless. So a little bit of that long lining and, and, and you know, you can really ground yourself on the ground and she might run into the end and get a bit of a shock and she might turn with a brace the first few times, but after a little while, she'll kind of get to the end and she'll get a little thoughtful and then you might draw up on her and get a softer turn and then you might get back on her and then ride her out and say, when I take this rein, um, you know, I don't want you to just block it out. And then, as I said before, just get in a little sooner to practice that as when she walks off without you, you, you get you catch her sooner instead of letting her walk a few metres or 10 metres and going, hey, can you turn? And she goes, no. And you let her walk, a, you know, a few strides or a few metres um, before she gets really, like, further um, into the distance with her thoughts. So yeah, just, just try a few things like that. And yeah, the Fern videos, I hope uh, you said in the answer, one of the, you answered yourself a little by watching the Fern video. So I hope some of them in there help you, but those ideas might might also give you some some help. Cause there was a horse today at the clinic that um, they were saying in its early stages, it was kind of, uh, you know, it'd be soft in the backup or soft in the term in, in the kind of a sort of a, a soft environment in the round yard, but then when, when it had places to go in a bigger environment, uh, it would just kind of lean on the hall and go, I'm just going to walk over there because it's a really quiet horse and, you know, soft and connected in some respects, but then um, quite disconnected sometimes when you're riding it and it just go, I'm just going to wander over there. So so we did a bit of, went back on the ground a little and sort of showed, showed, showed the horse that were, you know, that the ropes aren't endless and, and you know, and and that really helped to you know just to just to put a reset on the horse when when it got a little strong. Anyway, uh, just got another question here. I'll I'll, I'll quickly pull up. Um, so the next one is uh, Rhonda. Um, I'm watching the fern videos, but I wanted to hear more. We have a green broke gelding, and he was kicked, hunted a lot to go forward, and isn't soft in the halter doesn't turn well and can lean heavy on the halter. Uh, I think that might be riding um, that you're talking about, um, but also it might be in the groundwork as well. Um, when he first came home, his owner rode him out on trails with other horses on quite long rides. One day he bucked her, really planted and threw her. He's one of those really amazing quiet horses that people take advantage of and just do things, but not really teaching him. Just stop there for a second, that's very common. I said a little thing, I uh, just over this young horse start clinic, which is probably the truth of, you know, I guess my my history around horses is, um, I did a better job. And when I look back at all the horses I did, some of the toughest horses I did the best job on, as in they made me tick every box, uh, tick every, you know, dot every I and uh, cross every T. The tough horses made made me focus on every moment, and I put more of my my everything into a tough horse that that felt it was that was tough to do. 
than an easy horse because an easy horse you get a little complacent with and they're easy to get on, they're quiet, you kind of ride them out, you feel safe on them. But generally they're the ones that can be a little heavier and, and all those things because you, well, sometimes the easy horses can be a little bit less, you know, there's less desire, they're, they're not worried about things as much. So, so they're kind of happy to kind of, um, not think, oh, I'll go to, well, not go to sleep, I'm trying to think of the right word, but have happy to just turn off in certain situations. But also the other reality is, is uh, we, we sometimes don't work as hard on the, on, the, on the easy ones and they don't get as, you know, as I say, they, people get a little complacent with them. Um, where am I up to there? He's one of those really amazing quiet horses that people take advantage of. Yep. Uh, when he'd come back from the trainer, he was nervous about bridling and saddling, so we spent time reintroducing the bridle and saddle so he could relax again. He's a horse with a loving eye, and we're glad he is looking at us with trust again. I have, a, I have done a few rides in the round yard, and he doesn't want to move forward, and his trainer kicked him a lot for forward. I've introduced word cues and try... Uh, to do a bit of groundwork to connect and then do small rides. I have not, I've tried not to rely on legs. I've used turning to get him forward, trying to get him to respond softly to Holder and building his confidence and it's slow work. The last time we got to walk out twice, I finished and hope that he will be more receptive next ride. Everything we do has been about reestablishing confidence. Uh, back into him and to think forwards. I have done a lot of time. Yep, righto. Um, so they come across a lot of horses that that seem very lazy. Well, not lazy, people call them lazy, but as you've sort of pointed out, it's a lack of confidence in a lot of horses, lack of confidence, lack of understanding. Um, you know, it, it's kind of the main thing. And, and, and some of the quiet horses, we just get on and think we can just kind of butcher them and harm along and kick them along and and just not take anything, yeah, you because know, because we're not not as frightened of them. And then then they kind of either they they go, you know, they 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 you know what what we'd call shut down or they sort of go la 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 and block things out, a lot of things. So, but with your horse, Rhonda, I I suggest. Um, what I do with horses like that is I've got to try and get going forward interesting. So I might lead them somewhere. So most commonly what I've done in, in you know, what I do and what I've done in the past with horses that really won't go when you get on is um, I lead them somewhere that I can walk them home. So... I might lead them out somewhere to say the corner of the big arena and let them walk back to where they want to be. And I get off them again and walk them out again and let them walk back. What I'll do, because some of it's, so, so legs just, like legs come in from behind a horse and whether you're clucking, it doesn't matter what cue you use. Your horse, if it's not, if it's got no confidence, it's, it's going to eventually just stop and go, well, what do you want? And, you, you know, your voice will run out, all those things. And, 
and using your reins is very effective because the reins can turn your horse, set it in a new direction, things like that. But eventually you're going to need your legs as well. So everything has to be sort of, you know, so I tend to use my legs. It's just, just, just what I use um, because it's effective. Um, but it's also the reason legs can be a problem is because they can irritate a horse, get them thinking back and make them sort of block and, you know, and, and not move forward. So um, take your horse somewhere, put it in an interesting direction for your horse, get on it, go, let's go, give it a bit of a bump with the legs, whatever, whatever you're using to get it to sort of go and it'll go, oh, okay, and it'll go towards where, you, where it wants to go and then you get off it where, where, when it's got there and you turn back around, you take it somewhere else, turn it to where it wants to go, get on it, go and go and you might do that 10 times and that horse might do 10 transitions off the legs or off, off your forward cue. That means 10 good transitions or 10 positive transactions with that horse where that horse has said yes to the legs, yes to the legs. Now, after so many times the horse does that, eventually it starts to go, it programs to say, oh, this means go, this means go. And then soon the horse doesn't mind going forward because going forward underneath you was kind of a good idea and it gets more confidence. And then what will happen somewhere along the way, you'll start to go towards the place it wants to go and then put a little turn on it and, it'll, and that energy will sort of deflect somewhere else. And if it starts to fade a little, then, you know, instead of using your legs to say go in the direction you don't want to go, you just turn that rein back. Like you said, you use the reins, turn, use the reins to turn the horse back to the direction that's probably going to go better and then say go and the horse will go, oh, yeah, okay. Um, even if you've got to kind of give the horse a little bit of time when it gets back to the place it wants to make it feel that was a good idea, it doesn't really matter. And, then, you know, some people might say, but then the horse will always only go home. Well, in, in my experience, that's not always been the case. Like, um, like even today, just watching, um, um, like, like Jackie, who is who's, who's a, a friend of ours, and also doing the cult start. She's riding a young horse, and he's the one that was a little bit pushy in the halter, so he wanted to run back to the, you know, he wanted to well, he wanted to go where he wanted to go, and so, um, so his first trots in the big yard were kind of done towards where he wants to go. And then we just put a door closed on that that direction, and then. But she only did the trot transitions when he was feeling like that was the direction he wanted to go. And though he really wanted to go to the yards, after a few goes, there was a time that she turned him back, and he kind of just trotted out back in a new direction, back somewhere else, and and thought somewhere else. Um, it was just building that confidence, and then he realised the door was closed there, and then he thought, oh well, I'll try somewhere else, and. And then soon he was going somewhere else. So, you know, just be a bit creative with that sort of thing, get, getting your horse to go. But the other thing is be very, very careful on not going, legs mean keep going. Legs don't mean keep going. Legs mean accelerate, not keep going. Legs don't mean just go, 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 go. They mean go faster. Okay. So you might have to slow your horse down to ask them to go faster. So they've got some room to go faster. Um, if you're just going, come on, come on, come on, then the horse will just soon stop and quit and go, no. Um, yeah, so I think, Rhonda, with that, the retraining, just to get some four forwards, a really good thing and, we, you know, but if your horse kind of goes and sucks back because it's nervous and it was going, 
don't don't straight away go go faster. You might that's the time that you might use your reins and say, "Oh, you just sucked back." Try a new direction, and the horse will have a brain change, and then it'll go oh, and then it'll walk off, or you'll help it off, and it'll go. So a lot of a lot of horses that lack confidence, they go oh, I can't do it, and then we hunt them up with the legs, and then then soon we kind of take more confidence away. So it's, when they kind of freeze, you allow that freeze for a second, and then you just reset it, give them a new direction, that'll change your thought, and then you say now let's go off here again. So yeah, I hope those ideas help you a little and. Um, because yeah, it's a, it's horses. You know, they've got to have a reason to move, and it's, you know, just getting kicked along. They, you know, they, they, you know, there's another horse at this this young horse star clinic that gets a little um. She she doesn't have a lot of desire, and she's got a lot of brace, and you know, keeping her interest is going to be a really tough thing because she's kind of one of those horses that will naturally just kind of block out and uh, you know just zone zone out with people. So Deborah, um, yeah, Deborah, I remember you in uh, with the Missouri Fox Trotter. I've not had a lot to do with them, so that was uh, good to work with one. Um, I have both my young horses willingly self-loading into trailers until I started taking them into the trailer to rides and clinics. Now they are not wanting to load. Once they are in the trailer, they seem fine. One has a firmer Temperament, the six-year-old Missouri Fox Trotter mare. That's the chestnut one I can think of. Yeah, she's got a quite strong temperament, and the other is a softer temperament. So, yeah, horses are savvy. They know what they like and they don't like. They know the float might. Yeah, you know, say for instance, if they, if even if they were fine with the float and they liked it, if the float was a pathway to a green pasture that they loved and it took them away from a place that they didn't love, then the float would probably be enticing because they'd go in there and they'd turn up somewhere that they love. Um, what mostly happens with horses, they go from the place that they feel comfortable with their other horses, they get in a horse float, they turn up somewhere where they're horses they don't know, they get worked more than they normally worked. It's a stressful environment and that float was the pathway there. So it's only obvious that horses are gonna get reluctant to load and and things like that. So all I can say is, and, and you said they loaded quite willingly and, and you know, if, if you said they loaded willingly, then, then you know, I believe that they loaded willing, willingly. Um, the only thing is, is sometimes horses load obediently and sometimes it can be mistaken for willingly so that's another thing in the equation and and and, and you know so so willingly is you know meaning they're liking going in that horse float and they're fine so so obviously with willingness you need obedience because some horses go willingly in the float until they don't want to go in the float so they stop going in so sometimes if if you haven't got you know a certain foundations set up strongly then what might happen is the horses will go in willingly until they realise they're going to all these clinics and competitions and all this stuff and they go, ah, sorry, I've lost the willingness. I don't want to go in anymore. Once they're in there, well, they've resided the fact they're in there because if the horses aren't really scared about being in there, then it's not the float that's the issue. It's possibly the destination. Um, it's a hard one. You'd have to you know, without seeing them, but I 
I, I'd say that when you take them to clinics and stuff like that, everything with you do, everything you do with your horse has to kind of make a, a certain amount of sense to your horse, and it has to sort of feel reasonably good to your horse. And and you've got to have a relationship with your horse that your horse can get out of that horse float and and feel like it's connected and feeling good that that you you're with it. So that's very important. And but you know, the reality is is horses are going to like their environment that they like the most more than another environment so i can't really answer that question without saying well work on some of the um basics like your leading and your, your your horse understanding all that so there's a certain amount of obedience going in the float and then when they're out of clinics and and things like that, you got to have some way of making them feel a little better than there so um that's a hard one that's kind of like well the, the horses are put two and two together that's probably why they've lost their interest in going in the horse load. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they just they just put more stress on them when they're going out to other places, and I think that's the that's what what's happening with them. So I, I can't, yeah, I'm, I can't answer that much more without kind of really looking at the detail of how they load. Also, like I'd have to watch how they load and. You know, see things because sometimes I see things that, that you may have missed in the loading and things like that. Uh, which so so it could be still down to the loading, but yeah, it could be. I'd say it's 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 you know horses horses. Um, you know they know what they like and they know what they don't like, and and sometimes in a lot of cases obedience overrides all that. But in other cases, when you've got a thinking horse, um, and and sometimes in other cases in areas where the obedience isn't strong, then they'll be going well no i don't that's not going to be good for me um going that float because at the end i get worked and it's not a happy place so do, 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 where i'm at so i get lost um amanda my off the track thoroughbred bows when you pick up her front left leg especially when you either bring back to pick it out, trim or stretch shoulder. Oh, your horse has probably been taught to bow or lay down and bow, lay down. Yeah. I've heard that a few times with people that have had horses that are taught to, 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 to lie down as it becomes a cue to lie down. So, um, just, Go around your horse like you're educating it to be picked up again. Um, so you can put a block on the on the lie down, but what I would probably do is um, imagine that it's a young horse that never had its feet picked up. Um, so, because some horses actually, when they what used to happen to me, I, it was when they had a girth on. When I was when I was breaking in a lot of horses, when they had a girth on, I'd pick up their feet and they'd kind of have the funny fierce sensation of having a girth and picking up their front foot made them want to stretch out almost like they were going to lie down. Um, that was just a sort of weird thing that happened. But um, what you could do, Amanda, is, is is you just go around all the feet and pick up the feet, just like pick up, put down, that's it, leave it. Just like you, the horse is back to being handled when it was a foal, pick up, put down, pick up, put down. Um, and just increase the time you pick up and put down the foot 
until it just feels like it's oh before I even have a chance to think to, to lie down or, or as I mean sorry to, to bow you put the foot back down again and do that like just like you're handling a young horse's foot till it gets confidence it's holding its own foot up then what you could do is what I would probably do uh, if it pose, still poses a problem um, I think if you just did that and just increase the time you pick the foot up the horse would start to go oh this is not lying down this is this is just you know I'll just hold my foot up um, the other thing you can do also is when, when your horse picks its foot up, it's going to be in balance and it can sort of bow in balance, but it's not going to bow if it's off balance. So um, like something I do with hind feet when a horse wants to lean on you, you know, when it wants to put all its weight on you, is I just gently walk the foot out till the horse goes, oh, gee, I better, I better rebalance a little because horses don't want to fall over and they, they don't want to feel like they're out of balance. So... Another thing you could do is is just when you pick the front foot up and, and your horse, and you've got to be just gentle with this, your horse starts to kind of stretch a little. You just walk off to the side and, and, and she'll stretch and she'll she'll be on one foot wanting to stretch out and she'll go off side and, and, uh, and then you'll, she'll go, ooh, and she'll kind of fluff around a little and, and then you might even give her her foot back so she can stand back up again and go, oh, I, that was a bit, bit uncomfortable there when you took me off balance. I might stay in balance. And then, and then you just pick the foot up again and, and maybe do that a few times and, and she might just start to realise that, you know, if she goes to bow, she'll get out of balance a little. And, uh, you know, you might teach her not to bow, but what's more important, teaching her to bow or teaching her to get a foot trimmed. Because um, some of them just, you know, they go so, you know, you do, you, you, so, so when you're teaching a horse to do tricks like that, you... It's almost like you've got to have an extra thing in there to say, oh, by the way, when I pick your foot up, it doesn't mean bow, okay? Um, so, yeah, first I'd probably just try just handling it like it's a young horse, uh, foot up, down, up, down, up, down, before she has a chance to bow, and then and then just increase the time she does it until she just sort of holds her foot up loose. And then when you're careful, when, you, when you're careful with the, the next one, if you just gently off balance her a little and she'll, oh, but give her a foot back. Don't, don't kind of panic her or anything. Just give her a foot back so she can stand up on all four feet again and then just pick the foot up again and um, see how you go with that. Sally-Ann, my... Me um, Mare keeps wanting to graze when I'm riding her. I ride bitless. Uh, what can I do or use? I don't use any aids and lately have tried to try to crop on the rear when she puts her head down. Um, but same, but but that seems to rev her up for the rest of the ride. Okay. Um. Don't let her graze. Um, don't punish her for grazing. Don't let her graze. So um, if you if you know you can't have something, you'll stop thinking about it. So as soon as the thoughts go to the, towards the grass, doesn't matter what you use. You could speed her up a little with your legs or um, you could just take a turn and turn around, turn, change your thought a little, 
and and just take that out of her mind every time her head wants to go down it wouldn't matter really what you use i wouldn't kind of use the crop if it bothers her. i wouldn't hit her for, for something but i wouldn't i wouldn't allow her to eat grass and then correct it um because uh you're kind of saying oh you you have it you get in trouble in in that respect like like sometimes allow a horse to ride somewhere to say that door's closed but when it comes to eating grass I don't let the horse have a taste of grass then to say don't have a taste of grass because sometimes if you you know the horse gets the taste of grass it goes well I'll take a turn or a little bit of a kick up but I know I'll get a taste of grass so anyway I'll put up with the with the, with the speed up I'll put up with the turn but I get a taste of grass you know think about it like that you know some kids if they eat the ice cream, they'll put up with the punishment. But if they don't get the ice cream, well, the punishment's not worth it. So, um, yeah, all you do is as soon as the thoughts go to grass, be a little sooner. You know, they'll be telling you like a horse. You know, you can feel a little when they when they need to stop the wee or something like that. You'll know before her head starts to go down that she might be starting to get interested and. Uh, and 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 you know, and if it starts to go, you just say, "Hey, let's ride over there," or, or or close that door on her and say, "Just just just come over here and think about something else," or back her off and uh, just just anything to say, you know, and and just make that a habit and and close that door on that, and then and soon once she knows she's not supposed to eat the grass, so but but you have to be habitual. You can't kind of sometimes let her eat and sometimes not let her eat. Um, it's, it's got to be pretty habitual when you're riding or and doing certain things and then if, if if you're sort of an endurance person or you're out trekking and, and, and eating's important because the horse is going to need every bit of um, sustenance along the way then 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 um, then you'd probably have a way of sort of you know this is when we eat so I get off and 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 I do something particular and that's time off and you can eat you can graze and and, and that's graze time. It's not just every time we stop and turn around, you put your head down. So I would be particular if you were sort of, you know, need a horse to try and take available food when it's there is, is having like an off button or, or a way of saying this is grazing time, whether you get off and take a head down in a certain way. So you say, right, I stop there. This is, or drop the rein in a certain way. And she, she says, right, I can eat now. You know, just, just have some way of saying this is eat time. And, and this is this is work time, but 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 I just sort of close close the door on it before it happens, and or when the thought just starts to go, I'd, I'd probably um, just just curb it, yeah. And yeah, if you're riding bitless, you just you know you just just turn them, just you know speed them up a little with your legs, or you know you know whatever. It's not, nothing really fancy. Um, just 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 a sort of a a, a, a no that says you know do something different. So I think it's the last question here. So Janelle, um, thanks for your recent clinic at Black Hill earlier in August. I've made great progress with my little mare, both handling and ridden. We are still struggling with the float. I managed to get her on the float both days over the weekend with assistance from my dad. She still wants to rush off though. We finished on a positive note yesterday, coming off much slower. Uh, 
it, um, is this just a confidence issue uh, relative to uh, a different float or is it an alpha mare testing me who wants to brace and just avoid going on the float? It's like she has to show you I'm not going on there, but after a few to and fro, she ends up going on. I saw this little mare floated without an issue in Queensland before I purchased her last November. You know, most horses, is, it's, it's all a little different with horse floats. Um, but with her, I'd say she's still bothered. Now, a horse will go on a float a few times and could be fairly easy, but then after a few journeys, it kind of gets a little worse. So if a horse goes on a horse float saying, mm, I don't really trust that horse float. Um, but hasn't done anything to me yet. I'm, 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 I'm sort of naive. I'll go on. And then after a few rattly journeys, the horse goes, mm-hmm, that's a, quite a scary place. I don't like it. So then they, they, their confidence deteriorates in the float, so they get a little more difficult. What I felt with her is there's a few issues in her training which she can quite successfully block out certain things, whether that be leading, you know, when you were trying to mount her, how she walked off a lot, um, those things. She zones out quite well. So that's not like an alpha mare dominant thing. It's got, I don't think it's got nothing to do with her dominating you or anything like that. I don't think that's the case at all. I think I think some of that sort of a, uh, obedience side of training is she's just, just a, little, uh, a little good at blocking out certain parts of her education. So when it comes to loading on a horse boat, she's, she's very good at sitting on a lead rope and going, hmm, I can hold on to this and, and I don't want to go in there and I can block out this pressure here. So. So getting her a lot softer and more connected with you and then also getting her to lead up a lot better and, and more responsive to those things. So, so, so her brain kicks into gear when you, you know, pick up the lead and she thinks forward strongly, she doesn't lead back. And, and that sort of thing is very important. Um, the other thing is she still, the reason she's not going on the float is because she's also, the, well, the rushing off bit, see, there's a, there's a blocking and I don't want to go on a horse slope and the horse just carefully walks off a horse slope. But she, when she gets on and she gets off, she really rushes off. And I found that she was very scared on that ramp and she really didn't want to go up and down that ramp. So I think she still needs a fair bit of work on that leading and that, that I can come up, I don't zone out. I can, I can really be a little bit more connected to that feel and things like that. And then I'd also work on um, getting her stepping on that float ramp on off, on, off, until she's very confident with it. And you can actually see her engage with it as in she, like as, you know, she'll kind of relax and then she'll start to kind of, oh, you know, there's things in there that I haven't thought about because there's some things in there. When she goes on a float, she's blocked out in the past and she's still blocking out a little. And if she can, she'll block it out. So when she gets off the float, she'll quickly rush over it because she wasn't comfortable with it when she got on it because she still didn't quite take it all in. So it will be a lot more time as, of, of, of getting on and, and connecting with the float off and, and doing it in increments. Um, excuse me. Um, but also a lot of her leading up soft. So when you're riding down the paddock and things like that, you pick up a feel and she floats up and she starts to get more interactive with those things and, 
and not not blocking out certain things and, and going into a bit of a sort of a uh, you know zoning out a little. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't think it's an alpha fight thing that she's doing, and she's just she's got her reasons for it, and it's not 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 to do with sort of a, an alpha kind of fight. But yeah, anyway. Um, that's all the questions I've had tonight. Thanks for everyone for your questions. And yeah, sorry, Amanda, for being late on that other other question you had. But uh, I hope um, that helps and makes sense to people. And I'll just look here. There's some five comments. I'll see if they come up as questions. But I don't think so. Nope. Okay, everybody. Thanks very much. And I will talk to you in a fortnight. See you later.